0: What is a solo chanter? Why did I have a solo chanter in my pipes at the time? What makes a chanter a solo chanter versus a band chanter? Because beyond practical use, I can get on a bagpipe supply website or a maker's website right now. Not all of them, but a lot of them will have listings that say solo chanter. What does that mean? Yeah, man. Yeah.
1: All right. So we're doing band versus solo
0: chanters. Here's a... Uh, a, a, fun little story. I've only, I one time borrowed a solo chanter. Okay. It was all blackwood with a blackwood sole, and it was super cool looking. And I think that it sounded great, but I don't, I'm very affected by like placebo stuff, but I borrowed it from a friend of mine. He was really nice to let me borrow it. Cause I'd never tried a solo chanter before. And I went and played a funeral with it and my reed was having some troubles. I reached down, grabbed that beautiful black soul. Tell me no. I I I busted the the thing in half, grabbed it from the bottom, and I can tell you, I've never done it. I've never done that again since. But uh, I've done it
1: once in my life. I've done it once in my life. It was like negative thirty degrees Fahrenheit, Mm -hmm. and some folks may have seen it. It It's like the old dojo promo video that we used to have, where I was playing pipes with somebody kind of around Albany, and it was so cold. And I just remember. We were running around doing like the B roll and getting all the shots that we wanted for this promo video. And it was so cold and I didn't even really twist it. I just accidentally grabbed it from the bottom and just gave it a little torque. And then I, but I was in the midst of thinking to myself, oh wait, I shouldn't do this. This is a Blackwood jet (laughs) and it just split. It just (laughs) split right up the middle vertically. Yep. I've done it once. And then yeah. Once is enough, isn't it?
0: (laughs) So. Nothing like, obviously that's a bad habit. I shouldn't have grabbed it from the bottom. I shouldn't have broken my friend's chanter and I still feel guilty about that. But in the context, what is a solo chanter? Why did I have a solo chanter in my pipes at the time? What makes a chanter, a solo chanter versus a band chanter? Because beyond practical use, I can get on a bagpipe supply website or a maker's website right now, not all of them, but a lot of them will have Listings that say solo chanter. What does that mean?
1: Okay. Solo chanters and band chanters are not radically different from each other. As a matter of fact, I had an old nail prototype band chanter that I used when I did all my heavy solo playing. Well, it is. It was just a band chanter that I decided to use for the solos. When you see a chanter on a website or at a store that's listed as a solo chanter, it's usually a chanter that is designed specifically with the soloist in mind. It'll typically have slightly smaller holes and we can get into why that is momentarily, but it'll typically have slightly smaller holes. And then sometimes it'll be made out of blackwood instead of the polypinko material that other so- chanters are made out of. And so that tends to be what the solar chanter is used for. So the next question is, do you need one? So
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, if you're a piper do you need a solo chanter that's different from the chanter that you play in the band? Right. Okay? Yeah. And the answer is yes. Okay? So if you're playing in a band, okay, the moment that you sign the dotted line and you sign your multi-million your first multi-million dollar pipe band contract.
0: We're all getting no, rich off of our thing. pipe band habit, aren't we? <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> no, so the so the moment you join a band is in my mind the moment you now committed to needing a second chanter, which Mm -hmm. by the way, if you have a second chanter, you probably definitely want a second set of drone reads as well. So that one set of drone reads could be generally calibrated to the strength of your band read versus your solo read, which might be ever so slightly different, which means they, they should be calibrated ever so slightly differently. So the moment you join a band, in my mind, you're committing to bringing another chanter into the mix. And probably another set of drone reads, so that you can always be well calibrated. Now you can switch back and forth just by switching your drone reads out and putting the new chanter in. You don't need a second set of pipes. People ask that a lot. You don't need a second set of pipes. When I played an SFU as a younger person, I also played solos quite a bit. And I just had my different chanter and my different drone reads that I could swap in and out.
0: This is me feeling, I immediately feel slightly self-conscious as I realize that I have my two sets of pipes hanging in the background right here like you don't need them that was my excuse for getting the second set right. i need these
1: <laughs> yeah don't get me wrong when i'm playing solos and playing in the band i would have two sets but also i'm kind of a you know i'm kind of a a weirdo and i'm playing at a super high level so there are some benefits but but even so i mean arguably <laughs> my solo level was better 10 15 well, years ago and would i just had the chanter in the reeds anyway so
0: yeah Not to play into absolute like tired old tropes, but maybe we should have a, like a warning at the beginning. Do not play this audio in front of your romantic partner, because if you want to be able to tell them that you need a second set of pipes, we might accidentally debunk that here.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Warning. Or
0: a third set or a fourth set. That's kind of what happens.
1: Exactly. Honey, I need a fourth set of bagpipes. Yeah. You don't play the first three sets. Well, you know, this one's (laughs) If I had a fourth. So, and then when you're in a band, you'll have two different chanters. That's the main point we left off at.
0: Yeah, that's right. There's a
1: couple of reasons for that. A band chanter does often tend to be ever so slightly harder than what you would be optimal for your solo read. So that tends to be true. But the other thing is that band chanter, I like to think of it as like property of the band. So if you go to band practice and they have to change the tape on the D and the F and whatever to get you to be in tune with everybody else, like. That's them. That's going to be whatever pitch they decide. That's what you're going to go with. And that's the thing that's, you know, we want to keep it. So that's always going to match what's going on in the band. And then meanwhile, your solo chanter is kind of whatever you want to do. Mm. So you have two chanters. And by the way, I keep a third chanter going, which is my B flat chanter. It's just something I like to keep going. And it's great when I'm doing projects on the computer or when I want to play with another instrumentalist. I just kind of always have that B flat chanter that I know is going to be pretty close to B flat. It's going well. It's the chanter for me, Mm -hmm. so on and so forth, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. So the main thing with the band and the solo chanter is not like the design of it for me. It's the fact that the band chanter is property of the band and the solo chanter is property of you, right? So if you're going to go play a funeral gig, you're playing your solo chanter. You're not playing the band chanter because you only play the band chanter when you are playing with the band and maybe a little bit of practice each day just to keep it going. Mm. But that's the main thought process there. Now from so, there, do you need a solo chanter that's three hundred and fifty dollars made of beautiful African blackwood? Okay. Again, and, hang on
0: a sec. Hang on, pause, pause, pause. If your romantic partner is in the room, put on headphones.
1: Yeah. What is it? Do not open at work or something. Right.
0: Yeah, exactly. Not safe for work here. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Not safe <laughs> for work. Or not safe for marriage. Okay. But yeah. <laughs> uh, do you need a do you need a three hundred and fifty dollar African Blackwood chanter for your solo playing? And the answer is no. People play African blackwood chanters because they do get an ever so slightly more mellow sound, I guess. And they have a certain je ne sais quoi, maybe a certain mellowness and softness to it and so on and so forth. However, if you lined up 10 Pipers, all perfectly equal in every respect, except for the fact that they were playing blackwood chanter versus plastic. If you lined up all 10 and you did a blind ear test to see if you could tell, I highly doubt anyone could actually tell.
0: oh yeah, there there have been so many great like tests done with like Stradivarius versus modern violins, or with uh you know cheap material flutes versus pure gold flutes, stuff like that It doesn't seem to be a consistent marker of tonal mm-hmm. quality. the materials.
1: Yep. It's like you should use whatever you can get a great sound out of. you know, the Blackwood chanters have another cool benefit is they do tend to be more comfortable on the hands and the the fingers and especially the burl can be a little bit better. And so if that's true, like by all means, like Blackwood chanter, I use a Blackwood chanter for solos and I don't feel like I would be that interested in getting a plastic one. So like, I get it. If Blackwood is what you want to do, if you want to spend that 350 bucks and get yourself a nice Blackwood, go for it. But it's by no means necessary, certainly not you know, uh, you could win a professional grade solo competition with a plastic one. No problem. And it probably happens all the time. Uh, so
0: it seems like maybe a witty or maybe not witty, but efficient way to put this is that the definition of what a solo chanter is, is it can mean design, but it also can mean designation. Yeah. It's and more of might a designation say, than design. Yeah. Yeah. It always means designation. There might be some design elements sometimes maybe, but really it's what are you using it for?
1: Yeah, exactly. So the solo chanter is like your battle axe for your individual application. You might have a solo chanter that just, man, that thing's just stable and I can go 45 minutes and it just seems like it just works at that funeral and it just sounds great. And, And by the way, if you're a gigging piper who also plays competitive solos, there's another designation line where maybe you have your gig chanter that's just perfect for the gigs and then maybe you have a solo chanter that's just ideal for playing the solos. I definitely know some players and I am amongst them who have dabbled with a Pbrox specific chanter versus a light music specific chanter. We've dabbled mm-hmm. with that. Usually you usually you end up deciding that it's not really worth keeping two chanters going, but maybe sometimes it is. Gordon Duncan used to also have a chanter that was like particularly well suited for playing all the funny false notes
0: oh yeah that makes sense
1: uh, so i think he would switch to that chanter even mid-performance he might switch to that chanter just when he came on a tune that he was going to play that had all the funny notes but don't quote me on that i think that's just a myth i heard somewhere but maybe it's true
0: and that makes sense. My, my personal experience with some limited experimentation has been that some chanters and also some reeds get cross-fingered notes better than others. Maybe something to do a spacing or internal bore. I'm not sure what. Yeah. Then to, to be, just to reiterate, I could have two polypenko Warnock chanters, like identical in all ways, but my willingness to have one be just for band stuff and I leave it for band stuff and then do all my other stuff with the other, that's what makes the other a solo chanter.
1: Exactly right. So when you're trying to run a band, put yourself in the shoes of the pipe major or the person who tries to get that band tuned up. Nothing mm-hmm. would be worse than someone going home with the band chanter and making all sorts of changes at the soloist's discretion. Like I changed the tuning on the B and the C and the D, and maybe I raised the reed a little bit. Right. I felt like it was a little bit sharp on the high hand. So then that person always is coming back to band with a chanter that's totally different than it was last time they were there, right? That doesn't work. You can't do
0: that. That's not being a team player.
1: Yeah. And it might just be, it might not be that the person's not a t- team player. It might just be that they don't understand. But it is important to understand the band chanter. You need to be stable and always the same at each band practice without a lot of changes, because that's going to be a big part of how the band's going to sound good. As soon as you join a band, you should be in understanding that you're going to need two chanters, one for band and then one for your own, at least one for your own solo playing. The more chanters you get going though, like let's say you have two or three for your solo playing, the more you have going, the harder it's going to be to really, you'll end up being a jack of all chanters instead of a master Mm. of
0: one. So then Andrew, why is there, so that's designation and that's the most important part of this, but when it, let's, I'm curious about design. Why would it be that in some cases the design factors could be smaller holes for what you might call it a solo chanter or maybe a better way to ask that question is why are band in, intended for band chanters why do they have bigger holes they seem to have sometimes have more of an oval shape too like why what effect does that have and what would be the motivation
1: yeah it's a really good question uh, let's go with why do band chanters specifically designed for the bands like the mccallum chanter of the old in the old days i think they've changed it maybe recently but in the old days, they used to have that like big oval holes on the them. Yes,
0: I, those are what I played in high school. And that's why it's it stuck in my mind. That yeah. took a whole finger to cover, you know?
1: Yeah, exactly. So pros and cons, right? What would be the pro of a big oval sized hole? Mythologically speaking, the bigger the hole is, the more volume projection you might get. I'm not sure that's actually true at all. It would require some s- hashtag science to maybe figure that out. But that's at least the myth, right? So nice big holes gives you nice projection and volume from the chanter, right? That would be one. The other thing is that because bands, we talked about in another episode, bands embrace a more moisture-centric model for setting it up. Those bottom-hand notes tend to change a lot. And so they tend to get a little bit flatter over time. And so you can run into the situation where you need a bit more sharpness on the bottom hand. Mm -hmm. So those oval holes end up moving the holes a little bit higher, giving you that sort of flexibility that you need on those bottom hand notes. I think that's another reason that the holes tend to be bigger. That's definitely the reason holes tend to get carved out on a lot of band chanters is because Mm -hmm. the pitch has gone flat and it seems to be like they go flat and everything else is going good. And it seems to be sort of a systemic issue where that those bottom hand notes are always flat. So you'll end up drilling it out. So I think McCallum, at least in that older model that I'm picturing in my mind, like they just preemptively sold the Chanter already drilled out would be kind of Mm -hmm. a way of looking at. Okay. But those are the, some of the upsides, but then the, what are the downsides of holes that are really big? And the main downside, the bigger the hole is, the less clarity or like the harder it will be to get really amazing finger clarity. Like you just know right off the bat, a big low A hole makes the burl harder to do. And it makes the burl harder to get to sound good. Fact. But all the other stuff is true too. The bigger it is, like the more perfectly your finger has to align with that hole in order to cover it. Like that has a negative impact on finger work clarity. So when you're playing in the solos, nice, tidy, small holes will increase your finger clarity overall. And then obviously, if you're solo competing, increased finger clarity is like, we're all for it.
0: That's what we're looking for. And we don't need
1: you And you wouldn't have as much volume, let's say, like that the big holes might have, if that's even true. But you don't need tons of volume as a soloist. Just standard volume is perfectly fine. And As a matter of fact, blasting the judge in the face with tons of volume is probably not what you want when you're mm. playing in the solos. You probably want to present a nice, mellow, refined instrument sound. So yeah, there would be some design things that are different when it comes to high-level band playing and high-level solo playing for sure. No doubt.
0: So take it back off mute. And the summary, the conclusion is everybody needs at least two sets of pipes and at least one $350 plus Blackwood solo chanter.
1: That's right. And, and, you know, I think once that, once you have that second set of pipes and that really expensive chanter, you're just going to be so much more fulfilled, right? Mm. As an individual, I just feel like you'll be able to contribute to family life, it'd just be in a, such a more peaceful way. You'll um, be more and, emotionally and available for sure. Definitely. it The more sets of pipes you have, the more emotionally available you become. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. Sensitive. Yep,
0: yeah. And yep. um, it, just,
1: it just makes you, it puts you in the mood to do, to help out around the house as well with like chores and stuff. It's yeah. just a well-known scientifically documented
0: fact. Yep. Yep. Nice. That's how we do a service to our community right there.
1: Hey, everybody. Andrew Douglas here from the Piper's Dojo, and I just want to say thanks so much for listening to today's iteration of the podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, it would be super helpful to us and to a lot of bagpipers out there trying to find us. If you could give us a top-notch review on whatever platform you're using, to listen to this podcast, particularly Apple, iTunes, and Spotify and things like that. Your review would be really, really helpful. So if you have a moment today, definitely go over there and help us out. Other than that, until we meet again on the podcast or somewhere else, thanks again for listening.